The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Buzz Burbank. News and comment. Tuesday, September 20th, 2016. From the one-man worldwide newsroom, this is free and independent news. Made possible when you buy shaving products using the code R-E-L-M at harrys.com. The head of one of the nation's biggest banks will face a modern-day crucifixion today as he appears before Congress. The CEO of Wells Fargo Bank will face tough questions about how far up in the company went a scam that moved customers' money into new accounts without their knowledge or permission. 5,000 Wells Fargo employees were fired for opening bogus accounts in the names of real customers to try to boost the employees' sales figures. Today, CEO John Stumpf will publicly apologize for betraying the trust of his customers. Wells Fargo has since been fined $185 million, has ended its sales incentive program, and promises to pay back the money it took in millions. There's outrage in Tulsa, Oklahoma today now that police have released video of one of their officers tasing and then shooting to death an unarmed black man who had his hands in the air. The female officer who fired the shots is on administrative leave. The family of the dead man is calling for criminal charges, and the Justice Department has launched a civil rights investigation. The man wanted in connection with both New York bombings and the one in New Jersey has been arrested. It wasn't easy. Once cornered, he engaged in a shootout with police, hitting one officer in his bulletproof vest and another in his hand. The suspect was also injured and taken to a hospital. He may have survived for questioning, but he isn't talking, refusing to cooperate. Aman Khan Romani is a U.S. citizen born and raised in Afghanistan. He was arrested at his apartment in Elizabeth, New Jersey, about a mile from the train station where other bombs were found. One of those bombs went off as it was being deactivated by a robot. Over the weekend, similar bombs were found near the boardwalk of Seaside Park, New Jersey, one of which was detonated at a time thousands of runners would have gathered had the event not been scratched on discovery of a suspicious package. More than two dozen people were hurt by a bomb that went off in New York's Chelsea district Saturday night. An as-yet-unexploded bomb was found there as well. Authorities are now investigating whether suspect Rahami was tied to any militant groups. Either way, it was terrorism. Quoting New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, we're not going to let them win. Quoting President Obama, we all have a role to play as citizens in making sure we don't succumb to fear. Separate from the East Coast bombings was the stabbing attack of nine people at a mall in Minnesota. As reported here, the perpetrator was killed on the spot by an off-duty cop. The security company uniform worn by the suspect was his as he used to work at that security company. Ahmad Adan was born in Somalia but grew up in the U.S. Somali-Americans who had contact with Adan helped police investigate him. They all hailed from St. Cloud, Minnesota, about an hour northwest of Minneapolis, one of the bigger Muslim communities here in the U.S. In the past two years, nine Somali-Americans from Minnesota have pled guilty or been convicted of plotting to join ISIS. Community leaders say they are increasingly concerned about a backlash. And how's that screening process going? Nearly a 1,000 immigrants who should have been deported were granted full U.S. citizenship because of a lapse in technology. According to an audit of Homeland Security, at least 858 immigrants who were not eligible for it were granted full citizenship status. Many were also on a list of people to be deported but had changed their identities. The system being put in place now would have caught that. 
This was before Homeland Security and the FBI were sharing fingerprints digitally with immigration officials. Some of those granted citizenship went on to get credentials for security-sensitive work at airports and shipping facilities. Based on this investigation, those credentials have now been revoked. Homeland Security says it hopes to have all its digital fingerprints filed by the end of this year. Federal prosecutors say the man who would run Donald Trump's White House transition knew his people were plotting to block traffic on the George Washington Bridge. New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, say those prosecutors, was aware of the plot designed and executed by his own top advisor and close associates at the Port Authority. For three years, Christie's been saying he knew nothing of the plot, which was developed to punish his political enemies in New Jersey. Yesterday, for the first time in court, the feds claimed Christie knew. Christie's former administration officials have been charged for both the lane closures and the cover-up, even bragging about it at a 9-11 memorial ceremony. Christie remains governor of New Jersey and a top advisor in the Trump campaign. The countdown is on to the first presidential candidate debate this coming Monday night. More than one in four of us won't bother to watch, according to a new poll, but nearly three in four will. It'll be hard to miss, appearing on all the major broadcast networks and multiple cable channels. In the expectations game, low number wins. Only 31% of us think Trump will win that first debate. 37% think it'll be Clinton. The poll even asked about the moderators. NBC's Lester Holt will have that job in this first one. He's the viewer's second favorite of the bunch, the first being Anderson Cooper, who will co-host the second debate with ABC's Martha Raddatz. The public's favorite is the Donald's least favorite. Trump isn't happy about Anderson Cooper's presence, quoting the candidate, CNN is the Clinton News Network, and Anderson Cooper, I don't think he can be fair. The public's least favorite is Fox's Chris Wallace, who will moderate the third and final debate. Hillary Clinton was out yesterday trying to win back millennials, the people who propelled Bernie Sanders' campaign and who helped elect and re-elect Barack Obama. Quinnipiac University says Clinton had a 24-point lead over Trump among voters 18 to 34, but now leads Trump by only five points in that age group. Addressing college students in Philadelphia, Clinton told them, no one will work harder to make your life better. In her speech at Temple University, Clinton reminded the young voters of her commitment to renewable energy and how she'd worked with Sanders on cutting college costs. She reminded the students of her own concerns in her college days, the Vietnam War, civil rights, and equal rights for women. She reminded them of her life of working to help young people, including her time with the Children's Defense Fund. And she offered the students this quote, Optimism, not resentment. Answers, not anger. Ideas, not insults. Bridges, not walls. Foreign policy experts are worried about the chances Donald Trump could become commander-in-chief just as North Korea continues its nuclear tests. Elliot Cohen from the George W. Bush administration says Trump is, quote, not only an ignoramus, but he's a dangerous ignoramus who doesn't know the first thing about foreign policy and doesn't care and has some very dangerous instincts. Cohen says Trump has already done a lot of diplomatic damage, suggesting he might withdraw U.S. troops from Japan, South Korea, and NATO. Our allies, says Cohen, are deeply shaken. Cohen says Trump is a dangerous choice because of, quote, not just his ignorance and contempt for our alliances, but his failure to understand how important these have been to our security since 1945. The Syrian government has declared the ceasefire there is over. 
Negotiated by the U.S. and Russia, the ceasefire lasted for a week, interrupted only occasionally by gunfire. It was a vastly more peaceful week in Syria, a perfect chance to move in food and medicine for the tens of millions who suffered the effects of a long civil war. But at least 42 trucks loaded with needed goods are still outside Syria's border, never being allowed in by Syria. And one truckload of relief supplies was destroyed in the new Syrian bombings. The ceasefire is now over. In retaliation for the accidental bombing of Syrian troops by the U.S., Syria has now bombed areas held by rebels who are backed by the U.S. Support news and comment with follows, likes, and shares across social media at Buzz Burbank and Michael J. Elston. This is Buzz Burbank News and Comment on the Realm Network. I get it. I had doubts, too, when Harry's came along offering state-of-the-art razor blades for half the price we've been paying. See, we've tried those cheap disposables that shred our faces. But with Harry's, you and I and millions have learned you can get a top-notch shave and save a lot of money. Maybe you are still skeptical, so Harry's has the cure. A free trial. Just use the code R-E-L-M when you check out at harrys.com. You just pay the $3 shipping and your satisfaction is guaranteed. That's a $13 shave kit for just 3 bucks, but only if you use the code R-E-L-M. Just go to harrys.com to customize your free trial set. Select a Truman razor in your choice of colors. It comes with one of Harry's amazing blades, their foaming shave gel, and a blade cover for travel. Only if you use the code R-E-L-M, you will also get a free sample of Harry's cool and refreshing post-shave balm with aloe and cucumber. It moisturizes, reduces redness, and it smells great. And if you never want to have to reorder blades, you don't have to. Harry's will send you new blades, even more shave gel, on a schedule you select. Subscribe to a blade plan and get blades to your door for less than two bucks a piece, half what you'd be paying for the big name brands. Amazing free trial. Two weeks of quality shaves for just $3 shipping, just for our listeners. Use the code R-E-L-M at harrys.com. I'm completely sold on Harry's. You will be too. That gasoline pipeline leak in Alabama, as it turns out, did more than just raise gas prices in six southern states. It endangered 64 endangered species of animals and plants, including Alabama's cherished crop of lilies. Fortunately, most of the 336,000-gallon spill near Birmingham went into a retention pond at an old coal mine and didn't reach the river. Quoting a local environmentalist, it could have been horrible. If oil had flowed into the river where our lilies grow, it would have contaminated one of our state treasures. It could have, she says, flowed down through Alabama and into Mobile Bay. For now, it's raised gas prices by as much as 16 cents in some states. It's forced some empty gas stations to close, which is why governors there have declared a state of emergency. But containment ponds don't always hold. A sinkhole opened at the bottom of a containment pond for a fertilizer plant near Lakeland in central Florida. The result, 215 million gallons of radioactive water have seeped into the Florida aquifer, that rocky underground storage that provides drinking water for millions of people and feeds the natural springs Floridians use for recreation. And the fertilizer company says it's still leaking, despite capturing the water it could and feeding it into an alternative holding area. The company says it's been testing the groundwater and has found no contamination so far. The Florida Department of Environmental Protection has confirmed that. So far, we've been told there is no risk to the neighboring communities.
In some better news for Florida, perhaps the CDC has lifted its travel advisory for Miami's Wynwood neighborhood, the first neighborhood in the continental U.S. to have Zika-carrying mosquitoes. It's now Zika-free. The federal health officials say it's now okay for pregnant women to visit that neighborhood so long as they continue to take protective measures. And the CDC says Florida health officials did a great job of testing for Zika and of thoroughly controlling that mosquito population. Another Zika zone, however, has nearly tripled in size in Miami Beach. It's now the target of the same efforts that worked so well in Wynwood. There are new revelations today about America's love for guns, which is deeper than it is widespread. A new Harvard study says that of the 265 million firearms in this country, precisely half of them are owned by just 3% of the adult population. The study says the average super owner has 17 guns. Some have eight. Some have 140. That's more than a family needs for protection, despite that being the given reason for owning guns. Besides, as researchers point out, violent crime is down in the U.S., not up as gun lobbying groups and Donald Trump would have us believe. Quoting one researcher, I see a population that is living in fear the synthetic drug problem outlined on this program last week has now extended to coffee. The FDA has put out a warning to consumers about a kind of coffee only available online designed to make men more ready for sex. Stiff Bull Herbal Coffee has earned its name by creating and spiking its coffee with a chemical similar to Viagra. The company has dodged the law with desmethyl carbodenafil, which has similar effects to the sildenafil that's found in Viagra. Here's the real rub. That ingredient is not listed on the package. It was found by an FDA lab analysis. The coffee is one of 34 products cited just this year by the FDA that claim to have sexual benefits without listing the ingredient that makes it so. A bad man ripped part of the air conditioner from the roof of a YMCA child development center and broke through the ceiling. It was dark, but security video shows him breaking into a cash register and taking the money. The joke is on him. Maybe in the darkness of that child development center, he didn't realize the cash register was a toy and contained only toy money. And finally, close to Barnstable, England, there was a car wreck between Muddiford and Ilfracombe. But a woman's call to police only confused them. The conversation went on for two and a half minutes before an officer with the Barnstable police figured out the problem. Calling from England, the woman had reached the police department in Barnstable, Massachusetts. As one officer joked later, our response time is going to be about six hours. I'm Buzz Burbank. Thank you for listening, and thanks for supporting the shows and sponsors at buzzburbank.com. I'll be back tomorrow with another Buzz Burbank news and comments. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network.